Paz de Cristo, praise the Lord, body of Christ. Good morning, God bless you all. <clears throat> Today I bring you the word of God from the book of Luke, chapter 14. Amen. And the word of God says like this in Luke 14 verse 16 and the letters are in red so Jesus Christ is speaking a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at the supper time to say to those who were invited come for all the things are now ready but they with one accord began to make listen to this word excuses the first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go see it and ask you to have me excused. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you give us wisdom and knowledge to understand thy word and that this word can reach one person, Lord, that it has done its purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, say it with me. One, two, three. Amen. I've entitled this message, God is Tired of Our Excuses. An excuse is exactly that. It's something that gets you out of your responsibility. It's something that gets you out of being responsible, of keeping your word, of doing what you said you were going to do. Um, that's what it is, an excuse. Why couldn't, why couldn't you come to work? Well, I was sick. You couldn't come to work because you're sick. But sometimes you've gone to work, you're sick. And, you know, why couldn't you come to pick up your child? Well, I got stuck in traffic. And you really weren't stuck in traffic. You just forgot. Whatever the case may be, an excuse is an excuse. That's just exactly what it is. It's an excuse. So the Bible says that there was a certain man who made a great supper and invited many and sent his servants at the supper time to say to those that were invited, come, all the things are ready. See that they were invited. So first he must have sent them out and invited them. And they must have RSVP'd and said, yeah, we'll be there. Nobody just goes out and invites people and be like, I don't even know you. Like, you're just coming out of the blue with this. No, they were already invited. It says, who were invited? And now he goes out the second time. It has to be for the second time, if we read this correctly. And it says, and, and now for all the things are ready. But they, with one accord, in other words, all together, they started to ex make excuses. I want to tell you, church, God is tired of our excuses. God is tired of our excuses. Lord, this year, Lord, this year, Lord, I promise this year I will serve you. I will be a good son. I will be a good daughter. I will be a great servant in your kingdom. This year, Lord, I promise, Lord Jesus Christ, I promise, Lord, this year is going to be good. And what happens? 
this year is the same as last year. We make excuses. Well, Lord, uh, you know, I got wrapped up in my life. I got wrapped up in my career. I just got a new relationship. I just got married, Lord. We just had a kid, Lord. You have 12 months in a year. And in all of those 12 months, you couldn't find time to dedicate yourself to the Lord like you had promised. Lord, we wake up one day, Lord. I'm going to start searching for you, Lord. I'm going to start re- I'm going to start getting into your word, Lord. I'm not going to be a mental baby, a spiritual baby anymore. I'm going to be a man or woman of God. I'm going to get into your word. I'm going to grow. I'm going to let the inner woman, I'm going to let the inner man feed daily upon the word of God. I'm I'm not going to become a, a, a illiterate in the Bible. I'm going to become well versed in the Bible. And four or five years later, we're still praying, Lord, I'm going to become a man of God. I'm going to become a woman of God. Why is it that when we get a new job, they train us in for two weeks? Right? They train you in for two weeks. And after two weeks, the majority of the places, two weeks, some are even less. Some even train you for one or two days. training you for two weeks and then you're on your own but the things of God there's people in church that have been there for three, five, ten years and they still got the same excuses brother you want to step it up in the Lord you want to become team leader you want to become praise leader you want to become a preacher you want to become a minister you want to become the leader of the youth oh I'm not ready brother I'm not ready you know maybe maybe in a couple of years when I'm ready you've been there three five ten years but at a job we can train for one or two weeks and be done God is tired of our excuses we make excuses for everything for everything we make ex- Lord, I'm sorry, I couldn't pray, Lord. I didn't feel well. We go to work not feeling well. Lord, I'm sorry, I couldn't fast, Lord. I, I, I gotta, I gotta take these pills because the doctor says I gotta take these pills with food. But and so we eat because we can't fast, Lord. I'm sorry, but then that same doctor says I need you to. I'm gonna do some tests on you. Stop eating at 12 midnight. Don't eat nothing all morning, all afternoon. Come see me at 5 p.m. the next day. Don't eat nothing. Don't drink nothing. I need to do an A1C check on you. And we'll fast for that. You can fast for man, a doctor, but you can't fast for God. Because we're used to making excuses to God. Oh, Lord, you know I'm just a man. Lord, you know I tried. Lord, you know I I gave him my best shot. Well, that's a lie. So one by one, they they, they began to excuse themselves. Listen to the first one. The first one said, I have bought a piece of land and I must go and see it. I ask you to excuse me. 
who buys a piece of land nowadays without even looking at it? Because that's basically what he's saying. He said, look, I bought a piece of land and now I got to go see it. I don't know. I don't know what condition it's in. I don't know what I bought. You know, I, I just bought it online. Now I want to go see my land. I want to go see what it looks like. I want to give it the old run through. I want to, I want to check the acreage. I want to, you know, see if it's, it's real what the description said. You see this excuse? He bought a piece of land and now he wants to go see it. It's almost like he bought it without even paying attention to what, you know, acreage it had or what, you know, how many square feet there was on this property. Who buys something without even looking at it? We are we are a look at it first society. When you go to Amazon, they don't just show you they don't just give you a description. They give you pictures, at least five to seven pictures. When you go to eBay, the first thing you click on is the pictures, the thing that you wanted to see. Now, you, you could say, well, of course he saw it. Now he just wants to walk around it. Well, even then, even if that was the case, even if he saw it before, but now he just wants to see it, you know, with more... You know, not in a rushed atmosphere. You know, not with anybody else around him asking if they want to buy it or not. He had already made a commitment to go to this man's party. And yet he finds himself making an excuse. The second one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. And I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excuse. Listen to that. You go to a car dealership. You look at the car. You see the car, the the brand, the make, the model you want. The year you want. Has it got a DVD player? Has it got navigation? Has it got OnStar? Has it got a Wi-Fi? It's got powered seats, heated seats, tow package, ASB. Does it have everything you want? Yes, it does. So what's the next logical thing we do after we find a vehicle that we like? Aesthetically, we like it. We like the color. We like the shape. We like the year. And then we find out that it has all the accoutrements that we like. What's the next logical step that we do? We ask for a test drive and we get the keys from the dealer he either comes with us or we go by ourselves and we drive around we like it but look what this guy says he says i bought five yoke of oxen which means 10 a yoke is two so five yoke is 10 i'm going to test them so you're telling me that this guy just by looking at these oxen just by looking at them, he bought them. Didn't even test them out. Didn't even see if one of them had a lame foot. Didn't even see if one of them had uh, hoof syndrome, where the hoof is so big that they're walking lame. Didn't even see if one of the eyes were busted, because sometimes animals, when they live in fences, you know, they rub their face against something and they'll rupture an eye. Didn't even see if, if, if these animals had some type of mange. He didn't even try them. 
it's almost like they're too good for this man who's invited them to eat supper. And it's almost like they don't even give this man a good enough reason. Because that's what an excuse is. It's not a good enough reason. Like they don't respect this man enough to be honest with him. And God is tired of our excuses. So he says, I bought five yoke of oxen. I'm going to test them. He didn't test them when he bought them. Hmm. Who does that? Who doesn't test drive a car? Let's say you got a, 2000, a 2020 truck. And then you get in there and you can't even turn it on. You go and open up the hood. It's just a squirrel in a, in a cage running around. That's the engine you got. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't test it. You didn't bother to, to drive it around the block. You just saw that it was nice in the bottom. Right. So this guy's trying to use the old, I got to test them now after I bought them. But he didn't test them before he bought them. Who does that? That's an excuse, folks. And God is tired of our excuses. Notice we never excuse ourselves from work. You tell your wife, oh, I had the roughest night last night. I couldn't sleep at all. I was just tossing and turning. Oh, my head hurts. My body hurts. Oh, call in. Stay fo- Call in. Stay home. No, are you crazy? I'm going to lose my overtime. I'm going to lose my holiday pay. I got to go. And they just go to work like that. But that same man comes home. Tells his wife, oh, I had a rough day at work. My back is hurting. Oh, my feet are hurting. Call the pastor. Tell him I can't come to church today. I'm really sick. God is tired of our excuses. Still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that the servant came and reported all these things to his master. The other one said I got married. I can't come I can't come to your what to your feast. I got married. Here's the thing. The Bible says that they were already invited. So this man knew the date that he had to come and eat. He knew the date that this man wanted him to come to his house and eat. Why then does he double date? Why then does he decide to get married on the same date that the man of the house had come and invited him already? You know why? Because we don't respect. We don't give it a second thought. And for another word, we're not responsible. We have to be responsible to things of God. If it's your turn to clean the church, clean the church. If it's our turn to preach, preach. If it's our turn to wash the bathrooms, wash the bathrooms. If it's our if it's our turn to lead the evangelism group, lead the evangelism group. Stop making excuses, church. We need to stop making excuses for the things of God. 
But if we're to take God out of that equation and add work, if we're to take God out of the equation and add our career, if we're to take God out of the equation and add a relationship, we wouldn't make those same excuses. But when it comes to the things of God, we are always ready, willing, and able to make an excuse. We have to be responsible for the things of the Lord. We have to be willing for the things of the Lord. It takes effort. I pray that we find that in Jesus Christ tonight. Excuse me, this morning. It's morning already. It's Thursday morning, six something in the morning. It's so dark, I thought it was night. (laughs) I pray that we find the responsibility that the things of the Lord need in our life. We're so responsible for work. We're We're so responsible for the things of our career. But we always let Jesus Christ on the back burner. Oh, God can wait. Oh, he'll understand. He's used to it, me doing this. No. No, he's not. If we don't treat our job, our career, our relationships, our desires like that, why will we do that to Jesus? Stop making excuses. We need to stop making excuses and we need to give him the respect, the honor that he deserves. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that this morning we would learn as the body of Christ to be more respectable. We would learn to be more responsible. We would learn to adhere more to your calling, to your things, to the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. Lord, that we could put you first before a relationship. Lord, that we could put you first before a career. Lord, that we could put you first before our jobs. Lord, that we would put you first at all things. That way we wouldn't have to make any more excuses. In Jesus' mighty name, and God say it with me. And God's people said, one, two, three, amen. Amen.